Hi, I'm Tom Hermans Webster. I am an elder in the North Alabama Annual Conference, and I am currently appointed to Boston University School of Theology. In the summer, I will be moving to Pacific School of Religion, where I will be appointed as the Assistant Professor of United Methodist Studies. It's my great joy and honor to be on the podcast today, to be praying with you, my family in North Alabama, and to be thinking about ways that we, as the people of God, can deepen our life together and our life in God through prayer. One of the things that strikes me is that I'm recording this a little late, a little close to the deadline that Lynn asked for when she reached out. And that's because I wasn't exactly sure how to approach today's topic. Today we're going to be thinking about and praying for civility. And I confess that I'm uneasy when I think about prayers for civility because the last many years have shown, I think, that there are all sorts of understandings and definitions of civil and all sorts of understandings and definitions of proper civility. And I wondered if I could even speak to this well at all, because in so many of those definitions, it was hard to experience God. It was hard to experience the presence of God. And it was hard to experience Christ's gracious life, calling us into the abundant life full of the Holy Spirit. And then I got to today, March 25th, 2021, the deadline that Lynn gave me to send this recording. And in praying my morning prayers, I realized that today in the lectionary, today in our Christian year, we receive an example of a prayer for civility. Today is the celebration of the Feast of the Annunciation, that moment when the angel visited Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Universe, and said to her, this is God's desire. Will you be part of this work for the healing and the transformation of the world? And Mary agreed, Mary consented, Mary said yes, and because of that yes, we today, the body of Christ, have come into the world through the life and the witness and the teaching and healing and death and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. Reading the scripture for today's lectionary, I was struck for the first time that the Magnificat, the song of Mary that I have sung plenty of times in various church choirs at Birmingham First Methodist, at St. Paul United Methodist in Huntsville, Alabama, that I've sung as a chorister at Birmingham Southern and in 
high school choirs and Heflin and Newmarket. I was struck for the first time that the Magnificat is a prayer that envisions a civility with God. Hear, hear the words that Mother Mary sang from Luke chapter 1, 46 to 55. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for God has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. He has shown mercy. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation shown the strength of his arm. He's scattered the proud in their conceit. He's cast down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He's filled the hungry with good things and the rich have been sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for God has remembered the promise of mercy. The promise God made to our fathers and our mothers, to Abraham and to all of Abraham's children forever. I'm struck particularly as I invite us to think about praying for civility. I'm struck by what Mary sees as the world as God designs it, as the world as God hopes for it, the world as God dreams for it. You see, the Magnificat becomes a prayer of civility because the Magnificat denies that the cities of our present world are the desires of God. She denies that the rulers who sit lofty on their thrones are the final arbiters of what is civil and what is not. She denies that the rich are the ultimate judges of who gets to be at a table and who gets cast away. She denies these things because she recognizes in God a new city for living. And I am particularly challenged today by her prayer because I think we may have missed the point, church. And I think Mother Mary opens a door back into God's civility for us. You see, what Mary is, is praying for here, what she's rejoicing in, what she's calling into existence is the reign of God, that kingdom in which the poor have been lifted up, the hungry have been filled with good things, the lowly have been given all and the rich have been sent away empty. The mighty have been cast down from their thrones. The proud have been scattered by God in their conceits. And I wonder if prayers for civility have gotten twisted in the 2000 years since Mary first sang these words. I wonder if the prayers for civility have become prayers to maintain order. I wonder if prayers for civility have become prayers 
to maintain status quo. I wonder if prayers for civility have been a way to avoid conflict, both in our congregations and in our communities. I wonder if prayers for civility have, in fact, allowed demonic forces to take control of our relationships with one another. I wonder if prayers for civility have ignored the suffering of the oppressed. In fact, I don't wonder if prayers for civility have ignored the suffering of the oppressed. You and I have witnessed that prayers for civility, especially in this nation today, prayers for civility ignore the cries of suffering from those who have been ill for over a year with COVID-19. Prayers for civility ignore the tremendous suffering that has come about with an economic downturn because our faith has been placed in capital rather than in Christ. Prayers for civility have instead today in this nation sought to uphold politeness and niceness rather than bring forth the compassion and the deep yearning for shalom, peace, justice that God's kingdom promises. And so today I wonder on this Annunciation feast, I wonder how our prayers for civility may reclaim the fire of holiness that Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Universe, and Mother of us all demonstrated in responding to her cousin Elizabeth. I wonder, I wonder if Mary can inspire us again today to name the city we belong to. I wonder if Mary's prayer can inspire us today to recognize when civility in this country and in our society has too often been just another measure to oppress and repress. I wonder if Mary can inspire us today to look to her son as we think about being civil. Civil, of course, comes out of a Latin root that is the same for uh, citizen for participant in the city, for political voice, for political enfranchisement. What does it mean to be enfranchised in the body of Christ? What does it mean if we pray for civility? Are we praying for advance in the world that has for too long denied God's holy and gracious love, or when we pray for civility, are we praying for a new kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven? When we pray for civility, are we praying to please lords that sit in boardrooms and corner offices high up off the streets, removed from the sufferings of the poor removed from the sufferings of black Americans, removed from the sufferings of immigrants, removed from the sufferings of women, transgender persons, 
members of the LGBTQ community. I wonder who our Lord is when we pray for civility. Are we just praying for niceness so that the board members on the 42nd floor don't get all bent out of sorts? Or are we praying for a revival of Jesus Christ as Lord in our world because Jesus Christ is Lord in our lives. And if we pray that Jesus Christ is Lord in our lives, then we must pray that our civility represent Jesus and not the capitalist, racist, individualist values that we have been told constitute civil life, family, church. I invite you to pray for civility. I invite you to pray for the chance to live with one another in the city of God. I invite you to pray for the courage to bring forth the reign of God in our own lives here and now. I invite you to pray for civility, to pray for that courage to deny this world's demonic possession to greed and lust, to individualism. I invite you to pray for civility so that you and I, as the church, might reveal and enact God's reign for this world. A reign that we are told by Christ himself is marked by love. A reign that has many rooms in a house for us all. A reign that, well, that sets the prisoner free. That brings forth God's favor in jubilee, a forgiveness of debt, a redistribution of land and wealth. Indeed, a land back movement. Civility, I think, cannot be a Christian desire, a Christian hope, a Christian prayer if we're looking to maintain the status quo if we're looking to keep the power that is in place. But I do think civility can be a Christian prayer. I think it can be a prayer that we become the people of God who transform this world because of our love for one another and for all creatures. It can be a prayer that we become citizens of the city of God where Jesus Christ's death and resurrection teach us that God goes to all lengths to restore all of us to the health and the well-being promised in the shalom of the seventh day. I think civility can be a Christian prayer when we like Mary recognize that God's gift of grace for us is a gift to step out of the world we live in into something new, something that we can only bring forth with God's help. I think a prayer for civility 
can be an opportunity for us to name our allegiance to the city of God and to truly join our Lord Christ as he prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For when our prayers for civility seek to embody, seek to reveal, seek to enact the reign of God's kingdom on this earth, then our prayers for civility will turn our hearts to justice. They will turn our lives to compassion. They will turn our lives to humility. They will turn our lives in Christ to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we will experience an ever-widening circle of love as we come to learn that God's salvation has been poured out on us all, that God's gifts of love and grace have been poured out on the whole planet as we come to learn that we have the opportunity to live into a promise made to all of those before us, a promise to live in the life of God together for the life of the world. Will you pray with me? Pour out your grace into our hearts, O Lord, that we who have known the incarnation of your Son, Jesus Christ, announced by an angel to the Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the universe, may by Christ's cross and passion be brought to the glory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Holy God, pour out your life on us, that by your Spirit we may become one with each other and one in communion with all the world, that we may be citizens of your holy reign, that our civility reflect your love and your grace, your transformation of life into life abundant, that we may become your children again. In your holy, blessed, and triune name we pray. Amen.